Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, everybody, to episode seven of the Sportster Show brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. In a second, I'm going to be joined by Norman Quarantine of the Sportster this show is going to unpack the drama that is Sasha Banks and Naomi walking away from WWE during Monday Night Raw on Monday. We're going to unpack what happened on Monday, figure out if this is a shoot or a work, if it's real or fake. If it's a work, what's the end game here? What is WWE trying to do here? What are the tag team champions trying to do? Is there a circumstance that makes it okay to walk out if this is real, if this is a shoot? What do you make a WWE statement, I asked Norman. We're going to talk about that too. Uh, contractual obligations and what that means. Is this on Sasha Banks? Is this on both Banks and Naomi? Uh, there's rumors that maybe Naomi's being manipulated here. We'll see what's going on. And then what now? What happens that? We'll also talk a little bit about AEW Dynamite, the Owen Hart Tournament, and everything else. This is episode 7 of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. Do us a favor, check us out on Apple Podcasts, leave us a 5-star review, download, share, link others to this show. We'd greatly appreciate it. Enjoy episode 7, everybody. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Sportster Show. Uh, just coming a couple of days after the last one we did, where we talked about a number of trending news topics, and that's probably the way it always works, right? You do a show, you think you've got good topics covered, and then literally hours after you hit uh, publish on that show, something big breaks in the world of professional wrestling, which is exactly what happened this week. Uh, we learned that Sasha Banks and Naomi had walked off of Raw, so they left the show mid-show, which threw everything into chaos. Nobody knew for sure if this was a work or a shoot. We still don't totally know, uh, but we're going to break that down a little bit, talk about that, and then 
We'll also talk a little bit about AEW's Dynamite on Wednesday. Uh, Norman Quarantine's with us. Norman, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good. I'm, I'm, blah, blah, whoa. Hey, man, I'm good. <laughs> clearly, uh, yeah, clearly not that good, but yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, it's, you're just taken aback by all of the information coming flooding in from the Sasha Banks and Naomi storyline, which may well, be, if real, a better storyline than anything WWE could run right now. It, yeah. It's unbelievably crazy we're gonna break mm-hmm. it all down but i want to get your first reaction uh when you heard the news when you were watching Monday Night raw you saw this thing go down becky lynch talks about how they left and then everybody's like what and then Corey graves talks about how they walked away and then the reports from sean ross sap and pw insider came out saying yeah this is real um what was your first reaction um so yeah immediately i was like I didn't immediately I knew I I assumed it was real and I knew it was real something about the way the information came out and um just seemed legitimate to me um I don't know that WWE's in the habit of kind of uh sort of um doing work like worked things like this much these days um so yeah I I uh I thought it was real like almost instantly um I and then I'm, and then I was like, good for them. I was just like, good for them, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we're probably going to disagree on some things on this show, which is going to be great for radio and podcasting and all that stuff. Because when everybody agrees, it's never wonderful. But uh, I think we're going to agree on some stuff too. And uh, I think first and foremost, my reaction is, uh, you believe this is real. This is a shoot. This is not a work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what leads you to believe that? Is it the comments that WWE made about the fact that the show is scripted and they had all this time to come up with something and this isn't typically the type of announcement WWE would see? What else, what's got you leaning towards the fact that this is a legit thing? Yeah, I guess I think that um, we have some... S- Sasha has done stuff like this before, right? We we have... She's, she's, she's talked about... Um, wanting to quit she's talked about there were times in the past when she felt sort of creatively frustrated and she was on the on the edge of walking out you know um there's so we've so you know i feel like it's not um it's not unheard of and it's not sort of out of character for sasha to 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 do stuff like this and then on top of that i think they were sasha and naomi weren't really being booked that well i mean they're I think when they won those titles, I think there was some sort of hope among themselves and among fans. And they have, Sasha and Naomi have very, very loyal fan bases, as they should. They're both, you know, very, very talented, charismatic performers. Um, they've got very loyal fan bases. And when they when they won those titles, there was a lot of hope and, and energy in the air. And I think people were like, okay, so these two strong, powerful black female wrestlers are are now being spotlighted in a way that they deserve and in a way that you know in a way that's hopefully they're going to start being utilized to their full potential as a tag team and that didn't really happen right after that we saw them competing in like singles matches um losing singles matches you know what i mean like there was there was they, they didn't they never really got any momentum behind them by, uh via booking they were doing their part but the creative wasn't doing its part um and so yeah i could it's, it's not hard for me to to imagine them being so frustrated that they they walked out okay i mean that's fair i 
we'll we'll talk a little bit about what the consequences of this might be uh, in a second. But let's break it down. I can't imagine there's too many people watching or listening to this that don't know exactly what happened. But let's break it down real quick uh, to unfold what went down on Monday. What we're hearing now. Keep in mind everything that we're talking about here uh, is a rumor. Uh, we don't have any definitive stuff. Even the statement that WWE made is only coming from WWE, so we don't really know both sides of this equation. Sasha Banks, Naomi, none of them have talked. Uh, Nobody's come out and released a public statement, so we don't know their side yet. But here's what we've learned and what we've seen reported and we think is accurate. So on Monday, uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi showed up for Monday Night Raw, were given the script about what was going to happen in the six-pack challenge, and sometime in the middle of that day, didn't like it. They talked to the producers. They said, there's got to be a better way to do this. Uh, producers didn't really work very responsive. They weren't changing anything. They tried to talk with Vince McMahon. Apparently, they had a very quick chat. But uh, by the time they really figured out whether or not this was going to be something that WWE was pushing ahead with, Vince was in the middle of doing Raw and getting ready for the show. They weren't going to get a chance to talk to Vince McMahon. The producers weren't budging. Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, were part of the six-pack challenge, but the rumor is that Naomi was scheduled to win. She would maybe pin Sasha, but we'd heard other things like maybe she would pick, pin Nikki A.S.H., and she would then move on to Hell in the Cell to face Bianca Belair. Meanwhile, Sasha Banks would move on to face Ronda Rousey and lose. Both those those people would lose and would not be defending their WWE tag team titles at, at any point between now and Hell in the Cell. So they didn't get a chance to talk to Vince. They weren't very happy. They didn't want to do the match. So they walked in to join Lauren Ice's office with their bags packed, put the belts on the title, or the desk, and, and left. And so the big kerfuffle here is that they walked out in the middle of the show, which WWE has said they advertised the match, but they kind of didn't really, but they did announce it at the beginning of the show, which I suppose now leads us to believe that Banks and Naomi took off after that. They then had to change the main event. <laughs> Made it a singles match with Becky Lynch and Asuka. Asuka wins. Asuka's now going on to face Bianca Belair at Hell in the Cell. So the repercussions here are that Banks and Naomi bailed in the middle of a show, which everybody knows you don't do. Uh, it doesn't sit well. The last people to do it are like people like Steve Austin. He was suspended and fined hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he's come back and said, I wish I hadn't done it that way. Um, so this is what we're hearing we don't know if it's about the WWE Tag Team titles. We don't know if there's a larger storyline going on here that Sasha Banks and Naomi were very frustrated leading into the show, and it was more than just this one event. There could be a million things going on here. My question for you is, Is if, if it was just the six-pack challenge match, if this was a creative difference over how this match was scheduled to go, what was going to happen with the women's tag team titles, and you say, yes, you can understand how they would be frustrated with the lack of creative around the tag team division, mm. is it enough reason to walk out? I mean, I feel like if they, I feel like it's, it's we, we, it might be a case where they have voiced their frustrations before, and I mean, look, personally, I don't know that walking out, I feel like the, um, for me personally, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't walk out just because I know that the uh, the sort of um, fallout would be more, just more effort, right? So there's de- now they have to deal with all this crap um, when, you know, I guess if they're just sort of, I'm not, I'm not I, I, I totally understand like feeling like that's what you need to do to, to sort of prove a point. Personally, I wouldn't have done it, but that's because, like, like I say, I'm lazy and uh, I just wouldn't have been able to deal with the fallout from any of that and all the sort of stuff that's going to come along with it. Like, I'm sure there, there's going to be sort of disciplinary hearings and 
stuff like that or you know we know how WWE can be sometimes when um when they feel like they've been hard done by and they can we, we you look at how they treated Park and, and Neville uh, guys that were fed up and so they just kind of kept them in limbo as sort of like a punishment I guess um, so yeah for me personally I wouldn't have done it but that's because I'm a coward uh, <laughs> I think if it's something they have voiced I think if they've voiced their frustrations before multiple times and they're sick and tired of not they're kind of sick and tired of not having their voices heard despite the fact that they're two of the biggest stars you know in the company Naomi is a Naomi isn't, you know, I, th- I think in terms of um, her legacy, she's not in that four horsewoman category, really. But she's still very, very popular and very charismatic and a very fun performer. Um, so, yeah, I think two stars of their caliber, if they're voicing their frustrations and they feel like they're being ignored and they feel like the only way they can prove a point or um, make people... Wa- regret not listening to them is by walking out then um yeah maybe i mean like i say i wouldn't have done it but i can see why they did yeah i i'm with you i wouldn't have done it either Mm -hmm. and i don't know from what we're understanding or hearing backstage too many people agreed with that decision yeah Uh, there's a lot of people that are saying uh this has not gone over well in the locker room that people are not they understand why Sasha Banks and Naomi might be frustrated, and we're not really even sure at which level each was frustrated. If maybe this was mostly Banks, or maybe this was a lot of Naomi and Banks equally, we're not really sure. But it's not gone over well, apparently, backstage. And people have kind of said, you know what, this is not, we get it, but this was the bad, uh, wrong way to do it, right? Um, I don't understand the end game. Mm. Now, it depends on what's going on in their head, right? Like, mm-hmm. if Sasha Banks is done with wrestling and she's thinking, okay, I'm just going to go do movies. I'm a big enough star at this point that I don't necessarily need this anymore. And she mentioned on the Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin that she feels like she's at a point in her career where she no longer has to just be grateful she's there, mm-hmm. right? That she is now in a situation where she feels like she's earned it, she's worked really hard, uh, she is now looking out for herself. And she's going to do some of the things that she really wants to do to further her career in other ways. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Sasha Banks, one, was very emotional about her passion for the tag team titles and wanted creative. Uh, wouldn't shock me at all if she can be like this, that this is just a way that she operates. It also wouldn't shock me at all if she said in herself, in her own mind, she's like, I don't need this. I've, I've done the Mandalorian. I'm doing other things. I've got opportunities in front of me. If wrestling ends today, I'll be all right. Naomi, on the other hand, I don't know exactly what she's thinking here because this is going to affect maybe Jimmy. It could affect whatever. Maybe she feels protected because she's in so deep with the Usos and maybe Roman Reigns. And so she feels like, well, I'm probably okay here. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't care. Maybe she feels frustrated. I don't know what's going on. But I don't understand the end game because, like you said, when you walk out, there's no real good that comes from that. Right? Like. The, what are the options here? WWE gets pissed and says, "Okay, well, fine, we'll just get away. We'll do away with the tag titles." Mm-hmm. Uh, are you suspended and fined? Probably. Will you be held to your contract? Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way the WWE's letting them out of their deal. Yeah. Like, they'll hold Sasha Banks to never being able to wrestle anywhere again. Yeah. Right. They'll say, "Go do your movies if you want to go do your movies. That's fine, but you're never wrestling anywhere else." Yeah. And they'll hold her. They like Pac. Right, mm-hmm. they'll hold her to this. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm not sure if your goal is to have them think differently about the WWE. Take cause a stink. 
go do the match, do what they want, maybe even get creative in the ring a little bit and, mm-hmm. and do a little of your own stuff because it's sometimes better to ask for forgiveness and not permission. Mm-hmm. But don't just walk away mm-hmm. because what you don't get is what you want. Mm-hmm. And I would be very, very shocked if WWE comes back and says, you know what, yeah, that worked. Mm. We're happy that you bailed on the show and... You know, because we can let that go. We're yeah. really like, yeah, people leave and they come back eventually. Austin came back, Mustafa Ali came back, all this stuff. But it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? WWE just doesn't turn around next Monday and go, well, we forgive you. Come on back. Like, that's not happening here. Yeah. Right? If this is real. So I don't know what the end game was and why they decided to do it, but I have to wonder if Sasha Banks is at this point just fed up. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm good to go. Like, if I go, I go. And Naomi, I'm not sure what she's doing. If she's just supporting a friend. Or feels that way too. Uh, not sure. Who do you blame here in all this though? Like if, like we understand Sasha Banks and Naomi might be frustrated. We understand that WWE probably can't let this slide. Whose fault is this? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a yes. That's a tough question, man. I mean, it's like I I feel like for for me personally, I'm always gonna side with the laborers. Uh, um, so I feel like stars of Naomi and Sasha, Sasha Banks's characters uh stars of Naomi and Sasha Banks's caliber specifically Sasha Banks who is uh in the process of transitioning into becoming a, ma- a more mainstream star I think um they should have some more creative input than it f- seems like they've had you know and so yeah, and we've seen we know Sasha Banks has been frustrated with her creative in the past. She's admitted it. She's talked about it. Um, there were there, you know, there were other. There's been multiple reports, some of which may, uh, you know, some of which may have been sort of uh, blown out of proportion, for example. But um, we know for a fact that she's been frustrated and been upset and been uh, create felt sort of creatively unfulfilled in in her role on the main roster. Um, so for it to still be happening and for them to, for there to have been no it seems like WWE hasn't really been willing to meet her in the middle despite the fact that she's she's managed to you know book Disney gigs um in the meantime so you would think that i mean i don't know if they if maybe Vince McMahon doesn't not, not maybe not necessarily Vince McMahon but John Laurinaitis or some of these WWE high ups maybe they not not quite I mean, they must know that Star Wars is a big deal, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, when... I feel like when, normally they're very, very happy and uh, excited and sat, and like sort of braggadocious almost when one of their stars, when a WWE homemade WWE star transitions into like a mainstream thing, they're normally like very, very happy about that. Um, I feel like they haven't, I don't really recall, I'm sure they did, but I don't remember them mentioning the Mandalorian all that much on TV, um, when Sasha was on the show. Um, am I wrong? Did they show clips or anything like that? I don't remember seeing it on the show. I remember seeing some tweets about it mm. and some social media posts by WWE. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember hearing much, uh, yeah. maybe the odd mention or something like that, but I don't remember hearing a whole lot about them being like, yeah, tune in to Disney Plus or this or that and watch Sasha. um, I don't think they actively did that. And when The Rock Rock booked that mummy gig, they didn't shut up about it. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're not... um, Yeah, it just feels weird that they haven't... haven't, Because we know that she's been been frustrated for some time, for a couple of years. 
And it just feels like that hasn't changed that much. Like she's had, you know, she's had little pushes here and there. She's had, she's strung a few wing, wins together every now and then. But for the most part, like we ran a piece on the site that, you know, I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with the uh, hypothesis. Well, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the, like if the answer was yes, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. But it was, you know, should we consider Sasha Banks' WWE run to be a failure? And maybe not, maybe failure might be too strong of a word, but she definitely hasn't been utilized to her full potential, right? I feel like, for me personally, I think she, I don't know, I think she, I feel like she should have been utilized or spotlighted as much as Charlotte has been, um, and she just hasn't been. And I and I bet she's mad. She, I, and she's right to be upset about that. And so yeah, I guess for WWE to not have met her in the middle at any point, that's I yeah. So that's what I, I, it's easy to see why she's frustrated. And I guess for me, like I said, I'm always going to side with the laborers. I feel like WWE should have made more of an effort to keep two of their biggest black female stars uh, happy and. You know, it's, it's a, it should have been more of a collaborative process. I'm with you on the collaboration part of things, mm. but I, I disagree. And this isn't probably going to go over well with people who are watching this and listening to this, but I actually agree with WWE here. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have some experience as an independent contractor, and I know I don't know the details of their contracts. I don't know what they've agreed to do. But what I've heard of many times is that creative control is not part of it. Mm. Right? There is no situation yeah. in WWE... And if there is, it's super rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe there's an unwritten rule between WWE and some of the bigger guys, Brock Lesnar, The Rock, Roman Reigns, things mm-hmm. like that, where there is some creative input that they are expecting both sides to have. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, people who are independently contracted by WWE are not in control of their creative. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I was an independent contractor, I would have a choice. I could leave and deal with the consequences of leaving, which means I could not get paid. I could be sued. I could be a number of things, and that's fine. If that's the consequence that you're prepared to deal with, then that's the deal. But you do not have the right to then turn around and say, well, I'm frustrated with this, because I guarantee you someone in WWE is frustrated every day. Mm. There's a there's a person who works there who is frustrated every day about their creative. Mm. They're either not on TV enough, they don't like the way the match is going to go, they're worried it's going to make them look bad. I mean, there was just a, a story, an interview that Tony Storm did, but a match with Charlotte Flair where instead of taking the pie in the face, they wanted her to get stripped down naked or yeah. half naked mm-hmm. in her underwear, right? Like, clearly they don't love this stuff. There's people in the, in the show on a regular basis, and they could have had that conversation, right? They could have said, and you know what? If WWE doesn't budge, then you just go out and you do your job as the best you can possibly do it, and you try to steal the moment that you have while on TV. Because at the end of the day, they were in the main event, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They were going to be the main event, and I know it's more normal now than it used to be. Uh, but there's still not a lot of opportunities for women to main event Monday Night Raw, Friday mm-hmm. Night SmackDown, or a major pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So there were six women in that main event, all of whom had a good 15 minutes to really show what they could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't going to go Sasha Banks and Naomi's way, but that does not necessarily mean you can't have further conversations with WWE mm-hmm. about how you feel this tag team division is being disrespected, and you don't quite understand why they're doing this. On the build-up towards Hell in the Cell, maybe you try to make a dent. Maybe you try to convince them to go somewhere. But to walk out... Uh, you just basically bailed on your contract uh, contractual obligations, and these girls are making a lot of money. I don't know how much, but I know they're making quite a bit of money. So mm. 
if they're okay with the consequences of what happens, whether they're fired or sued or in breach of contract or whatever, okay, I have no issue with that. If that's what you're okay doing and you are ready to deal with the consequences of it, but I also don't necessarily believe just because you're frustrated mm-hmm. that you then should just bail on your contractual obligations, yeah. right? And that, to me, is where I side with WWE. I do believe the creative and collaborative process needs to be way better, mm. you know, because I don't think that WWE actively looks for inputs from people who have good ideas, mm-hmm. right? I think they, they lack that ability, and mm. Vince is probably very stubborn, and the producers probably had a hissy fit when they were being told by the talent they didn't want to do something. I think childish behavior probably ruled the day here right yeah. but uh yeah you got to do your job right mm-hmm. or you got to understand the consequences of not doing that job which i think is probably what's going to happen now mm. um so yeah i don't know i'm kind of in the wwe's corner here I mean, if i know i don't believe the statement 100 yeah. percent that they wrote but uh-huh, uh-huh. uh i'm not sure and i will say maybe from sasha and naomi's perspective maybe they've witnessed um some of their male counterparts um exercising sort of creative control even though it isn't in their contract right i mean i'm sure. pretty sure that i you know there i'm pretty sure there's a couple of stars there and even like i think brian danielson when he was still there a couple of people like that i'm pretty sure rollins i, I maybe even becky right there's people there that if they don't want to do something and and they if they say how about this instead that's not going to necessarily like WWE Pritchard, Vince McMahon, Laurinaitis, whoever is going to be like, you know what? Yeah, we can work with that. Let's let's negotiate. And maybe maybe Sasha and Naomi witnessed that happening and thought, you know, we should be able, we should also be, we're we're big stars and we're tag team champions. We've got belts around our waist. We should be able to do that kind of thing too. And um, maybe they just, you know, maybe it was the last. Maybe they got ignored one final time and it was the straw that broke the camel's back, and that's why they handed those belts back to to Johnny Ace and got the hell out of there. That's super fair. Like, there Mm. could be a super double standard behind the scenes that we don't know about. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I could see a situation where Randy Orton says, I ain't doing this. Yeah. And they go, okay, well, then what happens every week? And and you know what I mean? But, like, he legitimately has that pull now. He might not have it in his contract to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. but he probably could walk and say, this is the dumbest idea I've ever seen. I'm not doing it. Right. And they may go, okay, well, what are our options? Right. Yeah. Instead of where someone like maybe Sasha Banks goes in there and says, like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And they might go, well, you have to. You I know, know what I mean? Like, there could be that double standard there. and We yeah. don't know. Um, so in fairness, yes, that yeah, could yeah. be happening. And maybe that's what they're making stand for. Yeah, yeah. Is that, look, we've seen people pull this mm-hmm. and you let them get away with it. Mm-hmm. We're trying to fight for what we believe in to be the right thing creatively. And you won't even have the conversation with us. Mm-hmm. That could be what they're standing up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would make a lot more sense to me, yeah. you know, than just a bad creative decision yeah, yeah. in the direction of the women's tag team titles or losing to Ronda Rousey and Bianca Belair and going, what does this serve? You know, like, that's not p- things people walk out over. Yeah, yeah. Right. That sure. to me doesn't make any sense to bail on your your contract, all that money. Uh, you're setting a bad standard, so there has to be a higher you know calling here or something mm-hmm. more that these two women have said. You know what? Like this is enough. Right. We we simply can't. Whatever. What do you make of the statement WWE released? So they they wrote. I don't have a word for word in front of me, but I'll paraphrase here when they said. Um, that the women walked into the office, suitcases packed, dropped the tag team titles on the desk of John Laurinaitis, said, we're out of here. And then WWE said they had eight hours to come up with alternate solutions. They chose to not work with two of the women in the match, uh, were uncomfortable doing so, 
and then left unprofessionally, took off. <clears throat> and then WWE goes on to say, this is a scripted program that is entertainment value, and they felt bad for the fans because they had advertised a match that they could not deliver on, and that might be the biggest issue that they have here, right. is that they promised something to the fans that they could not deliver, and yeah. that's why they're so pissed at them. So yeah. um, what did you make of that statement? One, I, it's a strange statement. Two, they they completely out of themselves. Not that they're hiding it anymore. As a completely scripted program where the what? wrestlers are in on all the finishes. Now, mm-hmm. we all know it, but mm-hmm. they rarely say it. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing, right? You said they didn't that that match wasn't announced until the the show began. So barely, I don't think anyone there had bought a ticket to see that match, right? So no, I'm sure. sure I don't think any I don't think people were that upset. I'm sure maybe once people there were maybe a few people in the arena that were like, oh, I thought we were going to see a six pack chat. I thought we were going to see six uh, female superstars, and now we're only going to see two or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was. Good PR, a good PR move on their part. It was efficient, swift, um, something that you would expect from a billion-dollar company to be able to sort of get a, uh, a PR statement, do some PR damage control moments after the the uh, event occurred. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised we haven't actually heard anything from... We haven't really heard anything from Sasha and Naomi yet, right? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what they have to say if and when they have to say it. Yeah, I, we're, I'm looking on YouTube right now. We've got a couple comments about people. Uh, Ozzy says um, she did a good job on The Mandalorian. Did she want more money? I don't think it has anything to do with the money. Um, Jimmy, the sweet, says, I heard the reason we got the Tribal Chief is because Roman refused to go with what Creative had for him. So there's a guy who might have that kind of pull, and I'm sure he probably does. Um, and he also says, I feel there's definitely a double standard. Roman refused to to return to work due to covid well within his rights, but he breached his contract in doing so, wouldn't you agree? Mm. Uh, there are circumstances that I would say. I was listening to a podcast the other day where uh, Brian James, Road Dog, uh, was asked to do a job with Billy Gunn to Kane, and in the middle of the show, he found out his wife was having a personal health issue, uh, some sort of really bad emergency, and he told WWE, he's like, I ain't doing the match, I gotta go. And they said, well, no, finish the match, and then we'll go, and he threw the belt at them and said, I'm out of here. And they found him, got him a first-class ticket, sent him home to take care of his wife. Then they brought him back. Mm-hmm. So there are situations where you have the right to go, yeah, screw this. Like, there's nothing more important than my family. There's nothing more important than my health. There's nothing more important, sorry, your show can go to hell. Like, mm-hmm. there's just no – There's no. there are situations where a breach of contract, even if you were to go to court over it, would probably be like – the judge would be like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We know that Roman has, yeah, we know that Roman has had leukemia. Or, you know, he's right. Bad, two so if, if you felt in, so. if you felt unsafe and the work mm-hmm. environment was not there to protect you and you didn't want to be a part of that, you probably would have a legal cause to get out of that independent contract, and you wouldn't have to worry so much. This is not one of those cases, but yeah, like it's 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 really interesting. I don't know, um, you know, the statement mm-hmm. itself. I, th- I agree with you. I think WWE is probably trying to get out ahead of this thing. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to change the narrative. I don't know if we're going to hear from Sasha Banks and Naomi. Maybe they've decided that it's best to let this go. I also wonder, because we haven't heard from them, if there's any reason to assume here that this is something that they might be going, you know what, we could probably turn this around and make it some kind of a work. Mm-hmm. But if we say anything right now, uh, it, we can't, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I have to ask you, though, I've heard a lot of stuff. Cameron, former partner of Naomi of the Funkadactyls, 
uh, she did an, an interview and she said this is all on Sasha Banks, that this is not Naomi, that Naomi would never do this from what she knows about her, uh, that she wouldn't bail on, on her contractual obligations. She wouldn't walk out on WWE. There's a lot of people who don't agree with what these two women have done. Do you believe this is a Sasha Banks initiated thing? Do you think this is both of them sticking together uh, and saying, no, no, I'm comfortable with this? Like, do we know enough at this point to, I mean, to I, pick I, one way or the other? I 100% believe that it was, it was, that Sasha led the way in that respect. Cause like I said, we've heard Sasha, we've heard Sasha, um, vent her frustrations about creative publicly in the past. We've heard her talk about how she's been close to walking out multiple times. Um, we know, so this is not out of character for Sasha Banks. I don't mean that in a bad way, right? I think she she's she's right to feel uh, frustrated. Um, Naomi, on the other hand, we've seen Naomi on total on total divas. We've seen her go and uh, you know sort of grovel to um, to what's his name? What's that? What's that guy? What's that guy's name? I can't remember his name. You Carano? know, Carano. There we go. We've seen yeah, her go Mark grovel Carano. grovel to Carano yeah. and asking you know apologize for you know doing what or asking to do something with the bell or whatever. Which I'm sure there was a scripted element to that as a reality TV show after all. Yeah. But I feel like Naomi is, you know, I think she might be a little bit more of a company woman or at least was. She's been with them for a long time. Um, whereas I feel like Sasha generally is a little bit more of a rebel, a little bit more of a rogue and feels like she... Yeah, I mean, I don't think Naomi does something like that by herself. Um, but Sasha, I think, would. So there we go. I do wonder if Sasha Banks has considered, if this is legit, if she's walked out and there's not a real good reason to do so, if she's considered what this will look like. This is now kind of the second time. The first time she's felt like she needed a break because she was going to have like a nervous breakdown and she was just really stressed out. She needed to step away and she did that. They let her do that. They gave her more time off. She came back. She seemed really happy. She was posting a million tweets about Vince McMahon and how great he was and thanking him all the time and blah, blah, blah. So, So clearly something fell apart there. But... Uh, this is not twice that she's left, and I have to wonder if I'm the producers of something like The Mandalorian, and WWE is putting this out there and going, "Hey, she's got a tendency to do this." Do they care? Like, do mm. they go, "Okay, because here's here, let's put the shoe on the other foot, right? You're, you're Sasha Banks, you leave WWE, you don't like the way that your match is scripted, so you bail. What happens if her character's killed off in The Mandalorian?" Mm. what if they write it into the script that she dies on the next episode that she's supposed to be a part of is she going to bail on that show mm. is she going to walk on and go I don't like the creative for the way that you scripted this I don't want to die I'm leaving Yeah, she can't do that yeah. she cannot do that in, mm-hmm. in the world of Hollywood and Disney Plus and all that she would be blackballed from Hollywood forever Yeah, you know what I mean like she can't yeah. the, so you can't have your cake and eat it too is what I'm getting at right like if you decide that you're okay to do this in WWE because you've been there long enough and you've earned the right to just bail what makes you think that everybody else looks at that and goes, uh, what are you doing? Like, you, let's find out the circumstances behind why you left. Okay, now we understand. We're with you now. We support you. But if there's no good reason for it, if it's simply over the creative of a match, uh, I don't know if I'd be super keen on hiring her or putting millions of dollars into a production that she could just bail on yeah. if she's that type of person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So that, I know, I'd be concerning for me. I wonder if she's given that any thought. Like, Maybe she's thinking, okay, well, yeah, I can leave WWE. I've got these gigs in the bag. I've got a lot of people asking me about auditioning. I've got some tryouts. I've got this or that. I've got these things on the go. But you do develop a reputation, right? Mm-hmm. And WWE has some power, right? They've got some pull. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like you and they want to put it out there that you're tough to deal with and you're a difficult person to manage and... A talent that has a hissy fit whenever things don't go her way. 
you know, I don't know. Well, look, you know, what I will be, say is that that didn't hit, that didn't exactly hinder Kevin Nash's Hollywood career, or did it? I don't. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. Like, there's a lot of. I mean, even Dave Bautista, right? Like, he's a guy who just was willing to bail on the Guardians of the Galaxy movies because the director wasn't there, right? And eventually, he came back. He does. He's doing the other movie, and and away you go. Everybody has creative differences, but Bautista has said multiple times when he does that, he's like, "I'm prepared to be gone." Like, mm. if I if the, I never get another job out of this, that's okay. I'm a different cat. I work and think differently than everybody else. And if nobody hires me after this, I can live with that, right? But that's the consequence of doing stuff like this, is that you may never wrestle. Like, Sasha Banks may never, ever get to wrestle again. Now, I don't believe that an independent contractor or WWE probably could hold her for 20 years to this deal. I think at some point they'd have to let her out of it. Right. And a court would rule that. But they could make it really difficult for her to come back in the next five, six, seven years. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And she might not have a choice. She might only have Hollywood if this is what she's thinking. So I don't know. I have to ask, what's now? Like, what happens now? So you've got Sasha Banks here, Naomi. What do you do now? Do you just wait it out? What about WWE? Where, where, what goes now? What happens now? Yeah, I think we're going to see some uh, disciplinary proceedings, perhaps some sort of fine, maybe a suspension for the pair of them. Ultimately, I think there everything will probably. There, there, ultimately, I think there will be some um, negotiation somewhere whereby they agree to serve a suspension and pay a fine, and then maybe just come back with the caveat that you know they uh, they are going to fulfill a a, a plan involving the women's tag team titles or something. Um, have they, they? I don't think they've been stripped of the titles or anything formally there's been no right? announcement right like so. yeah there's been no official announcement by anybody there's no tournament starting we don't know if the belts are going to get you know just completely wiped out yeah like, we we don't we don't know anything at this point and i mean those those titles haven't that title hasn't really been you know booked super well um since its inception really uh so yeah i feel like i i yeah you know yeah, I mean, I guess that's I guess that's what could happen. I, I don't foresee uh, either of them being fired, uh, particularly as you said, Naomi is, um, you know, she's in, in in with the right crowd there, have, being married to an USO. So, yeah, so I don't think, and also they're just two big stars. That's money on the table, right? If you just sack if you sack them off or you don't book them, that's money on the table. So yeah, I I, I feel like a couple. I feel like they're probably going to take. We won't. I don't think we'll see them for a couple months. But I think everything will just sort of reset back to normal. Maybe they'll just get a little smack on the wrist or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I, I you I wouldn't fire them. I don't know why you would fire them. Like one, you can suspend them without pay because mm-hmm. they bailed. Mm-hmm. So you can sit out and not have to pay them. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not like a guaranteed contract where they're paid when they don't work. WWE mm-hmm. has clearly shown that when you bail on your contract, they will extend time to the end of your deal. Mm-hmm. They've done it with people in the past. They can do that with these two. So there's no reason. Plus, if you fire them, you let them out of their contracts, they can go sign with AEW, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure AEW would be interested in. That's probably oh. not what WWE wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't fire them. There'd be no reason to do so. You just maybe wait them out. And mm-hmm. what we know is WWE's machine keeps running no matter who leaves. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter who bails, no matter who box, no matter what Ultimate Warrior has, been, has held them up and been fired. Steve Austin left. Uh, people Jeff have Jarrett. just left. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jeff Hardy got up in the middle of a match, walked out of the building. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like this machine operates regardless of mm. who decides not to come back. Yes, mm-hmm. it would be huge if Roman Reigns decided tomorrow to retire. But WWE keeps struggling. Like they're just 
they're bigger than any one person. I mean, they haven't got Cena anymore, really, and they're they're doing fine. So yeah, yeah. And and every person that we've ever been like, oh my god, this is the face of the company: Hulk Hogan, John Cena. Whenever they leave, WWE's fine, right? Like, and they know it. And there's no reason to fire these two. do I think that they will eventually come back? Yes, something tells me because of how many people have come back to WWE before, there's no reason to think that these two won't. I do believe WWE will set an example of this, though. Mm. Like, I think that this is not something that they want to be known as, yes, you can get away with this. Um, it's been long uh, publicly talked about that this is not something you do. You don't just bail on a show. Mm-hmm. You don't leave the fans on the lurch, even if you advertise or didn't advertise. You just don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. And Vince will probably never budge on that. So mm-hmm. I, I can't see him letting this slide, but uh, that could just mean money in their pocketbooks or money out of their pockets. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see where this goes. Do you think they can work this into a storyline, or do you think they'll even bother? you think they'll just dump the titles? Um, I mean, I hope they do. I love that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. I think they will have. I'm sure they will work it into a storyline at some point. We already, yeah, I feel like people are going to mention it in promos or something, right? They love a bit. They love doing that. Um, so yeah, I could see them doing that for sure. I don't know. I'm not positive that they will, but I'd like it if they did for sure. It was a very interesting storyline here. If you want, and again, when I say what's the end game of the WWE statement is that just doesn't look good on banks, no matter which way you spin this, but if you make them heels and come back and, and blah, 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 I mean, you could really turn this in your favor and make something quite interesting out of it. This has like a Heyman ECWS kind of storyline written all over it if they wanted to go there, but yeah. I'm not sure that they will. I, it wouldn't shock me at all if W says, you know what, just screw it. Let's yeah. get rid of these belts. We never did anything with them anyway. Yeah. And if this is what you're fighting for, well, the easiest thing for us to do to punish you is to take them away from everybody, <clears throat> mm-hmm. right? So I could see that happening. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll keep our eyes on this. Anybody who's sure. watching this story closely, uh, go to thesportster.com, check it out. We have tons of articles already about what we know, and there'll be more as stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit, though. Uh, I know you want to talk about AEW's Dynamite. I'm keen to talk about it, too. Uh, big show, lots happening uh, in the world of AEW with the Owen Hart tournament. Um, so where do you want to start with uh, with AEW? Big debut. I don't know if it means he's sticking around, but yeah. we talked about it on the last show about the Joker, and it was not who we thought it was going to be. No. Um, yeah, so it was John Morrison, former WWE superstar, going under the name Johnny Elite, uh, which is not uncommon for for him to uh, use. use a, he's used a, a multiple uh, last names throughout his career. Um, so, yeah, he's... Uh, it was yeah, it was Johnny Ali. He was the uh, the Joker. He faced Samoa Joe in the opening match, uh, which was a first round match of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Um, I think as soon as we saw her, it was the result was a foregone conclusion, right? Joe is a contracted AEW talent. He's the Ring of Honor TV champ. Um, so yeah, I, and I feel like in that sense, it was probably a good choice, right? Because if that had been Cesaro, if that's Claudio, if that's Gargano, then who do you, who wins that? Right. You know, um, I feel like someone a little, I think someone who, you know, a bit more of a journeyman, like, like, uh, John Morrison, I feel like is a, a pretty, a pretty good choice for that kind of match whereby Joe can win and nobody really feels that hard done by. Um, but yeah, nobody, I don't think anyone was really expecting, I think a few people might have guessed it, but I don't think, I, I know I wasn't expecting it to be, to be, uh, Johnny Mundo. So yeah, uh, but it was good to see him. The match, the match was fine, you know, it was solid. It wasn't, it was nothing amazing. Um, yeah. And so Joe, Joe moves on to the, the semi-final where he will face Kyle O'Reilly. 
Um, and so, and then in the final, Adam Cole's already made it to the final. Adam Cole beat Jeff Hardy in the main event. So Adam Cole will face either Kyle O'Reilly or Samoa Joe in the final of the inaugural Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Feels like it's got to be Kyle, right? But I don't know. What, what do you think is going to happen here, Jim? I was going to say the other thing. I, I was thinking it's going to be Joe. I like the idea of Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. I think there's there's a big fight feel to that. Yes, I understand the whole und, like, undisputed versus undisputed angle there, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea of Joe and Adam Cole. I think I don't know if those guys. You'll have to remind me if they've really had a feud with each other ever. Um, but that match could be very very good and yeah i could see that being the finals of the tournament mm-hmm. the interesting thing about this tournament for me is that there's really nothing riding on it there's a trophy right yeah. Yeah. but it's bragging rights mm-hmm. so do you want to have the best match you can possibly have to end a tournament like this or do you want to try to tell a storyline a possible angle some sort of friction between two good friends yeah. to end a tournament like this to me you want your first inaugural Owen Hart tournament to end with a banger. Yeah. And I know Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole would be good. Yeah. Uh, but it's not new, right? We've kind of right. seen we it before. We saw that in NXT, yeah. Yeah. So Samoa Joe and Adam Cole, I think, would be, for me, the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just has a real big fight finish of a tournament feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Johnny, the Johnny Elite match with Samoa Joe, I thought was okay. It's sort of... Uh, looked to me like those two guys were a little unfamiliar with each other. Well, it was uh, the first. Some... It's the first time they've ever been gone one. If you can believe that, unbelievable. I yeah. know, but it's the first time they've ever gone one on one with each other. And look, it was a match between two dudes in their forties, right? So you yeah. know, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't mind blowing, but it was it was serviceable and it was kind of brief. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I thought they both looked fine. Like Johnny got his stuff in, and Samoa looked fierce and like he looked mad at the end when he finished him off. Like he's just slapping the shit out of him. Um, I thought that was that was pretty good, but uh, you could just sort of tell they had, didn't have the chemistry of having like five or six matches on a house show under their belt. Like mm-hmm. a lot of those guys that have worked together repeatedly, and they know those spots, and they're kind of good to go. That just didn't happen there. But I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, yeah, I, I thought good. I, the takeaway for on Dynamite for me was the Wardlow stuff. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. That guy yeah. looks like a million bucks, eh? Yeah, yeah, like, he's amazing. He, they are doing exactly the right thing with him. They mm. are this strap sequence where he just didn't even budge and he gets hit like 10 times and doesn't even flinch. Like you'd think even though you know you're not supposed to flinch, you'd sort of flinch. He didn't even blink. Yeah. Like just doesn't doesn't even react. The one shot from um Sean Spears sort of angered him. Yeah. But that was cool. He's I thought been, that was really well done. He's been booked perfectly. He looks like a million bucks. He can actually go in the ring. He is, I feel, for someone like Wardlow, and also we haven't even seen, he's not even anywhere near the peak yet, right? I think this MJF feud is just absolutely, has already, it already has, but assuming that he, he, he wins this feud at double or nothing, this is going to catapult him into megastardom, right? Um, I feel like Wardlow is is one guy at AEW that, WWE are probably very, very jealous of that they don't have him um, personally. Um, He's, yeah, and every MJF Wardlow segment so far has been like thoroughly entertaining, really good, really enjoyable. They're both great. MJF is like perfect, just the perfect guy to, to help slingshot a guy like Wardlow into sort of megastardom, if you will. So yeah, really good segment. Wardlow's going to do well. Mm-hmm. You know, not only will he do well in AEW, I think at some point he they will give him the title. But if his contract comes up and if he does decide that he wants to see what's out there, WWE will call. Mm-hmm. You know, he will certainly have opportunities. 
Uh, yes, he's been painted as he's the, got the look, he's got the size, he's got the charisma, he's got the ability. Um, he's everything WWE would want. And yeah, for sure. There's absolutely no reason. And he's probably very tight with MJF, uh, probably very tight with those people who might say, you know what, WWE's not the worst idea in the world. Um, so I, I could see him considering that when his when his contract is up. Um, any other takeaways from AEW uh, Dynamite that you want to kind of talk about before we close it off? Um, yeah, so then on the women's side, I mean, we've got um, the semifinals are almost set. There's a match. So Red Velvet and Chris Statlander are going one-on-one in Rampage, on Rampage on, uh, on Friday, so tomorrow at the time of recording. Uh, Statlander was obviously a replacement for uh, Shida, who was unable to return to the States for whatever reason. There was some confusion there because AEW said one thing and then she came out and said a different thing. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Red Velvet or Chris Statlander. Then the winner of that match is going to take is going to face Ruby Soho in the semifinal. Then in the other semifinal, we've got Tony Storm and Britt Baker. That could be an absolute banger. Um so yeah, that's also like a really solid. I f- it feels like we're gonna get Ruby versus either Brit or Tony in the final. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking good, man. I, I like how this tournament's been booked so far. And like you said, there's nothing really at stake. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, right? Because I feel like I, I feel like Adam Cole, who's it feels like this tournament has been designed for him, and then Ruby Soho. These are two people that came in from WWE with uh, a lot of expectation and a lot of sort of weight and gravitas behind them, and people had high hopes for their for how they were going to be booked. And I think for the most part, people have been very disappointed with how they've been booked, right? Right. Um, so it will be interesting if Ruby wins the women's tournament and Adam Cole wins the men's tournament because it will almost feel like a you know it will almost feel like a see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or or we realized that we needed we got this off the tracks. We need to put it back on the tracks. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. like especially in Ruby Soho's case, like mm-hmm. I think that was a huge missed opportunity. She had some real buzz when she came into that battle royal and won it, and really had some steam coming from WWE. One of the biggest names at that point to do so from WWE, um, and they didn't do anything with her mm-hmm. and. That felt like a real missed opportunity to me. I I could see Soho and Britt Baker having a good match, and if you let Soho go over on Britt Baker, which won't hurt Britt Baker at all, I think that's huge for Ruby Soho. So um, that's what I would do personally. But uh, I'm with you. I think that these tournaments do feel as though it's like, oh, we got off the rails a little bit here. Let's see if we can get this back on the track and push these people in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, I have to make this comment. Somebody said on YouTube here, um, Douglas says, what, but WWE could fire you on the spot and we say, okay, but someone that is standing up for their careers and the way they were getting booked, we try to knock. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say, Douglas, don't mistake what we're talking about here for not saying that we do not side or feel uh, sympathetic or empathetic for Sasha Banks and Naomi here. We absolutely are with them and they probably feel super frustrated. We get it. Uh, we're not trying to say that they shouldn't have been frustrated or that they shouldn't have uh, talked about it or stood up for what they believed in or had issues with the creative and the production and all that other stuff. What we're suggesting potentially, and I won't speak for Norm, he can say if he agrees or not, is that walking out might not have been the best move here and that this is going to probably end up hurting them more than it helps them. 
while there's a long shot that they could have stood up for something and the way that things are approached going forward is changed, I don't see a history of that happening in WWE. That this is not something that they go, yeah, okay, well, we learned. We should probably deal better with people moving forward. I think WWE just does what WWE's going to do. And and Ruby so or excuse me, and Sasha Banks and Naomi are probably going to feel the heat on this. And that uh, that's probably something they should have expected when they walked out. So um, that's all I'm getting at. Yeah. And then also just to uh, go back to something you said earlier about a, uh, when we were talking about AEW, Jim, would you believe that Adam Cole and Samoa Joe have never shared a ring together? Not once. Really? Not even, not even in a battle royale, not in a tag match, never. Not Ring of Honor or nothing like that? No, not at all. Crazy, really? right? So I, maybe that. So you might be right. That could be the final they're booking there. And AEW is, is fond of booking first-time matches between guys that have been doing it for a long time. So, you know. Yeah. That's the interesting thing about AEW is there are so many matches that we feel like because they pulled from so many independent companies that these matches have probably happened in the past mm-hmm. that they haven't. Yeah. And we're like, really? Like, yeah, yeah the Darby Allen-Jeff Hardy match, we all knew that that hadn't happened yet, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. that's obvious. Darby mm-hmm. Allen's pretty new. Jeff Hardy's been around forever. It's a, kind of the dream match. It's like, oh my God, these two guys are almost identical to each other. One's just 20 years ahead of the other. We understand that. And we're like, yeah, that'll be cool. But you don't think of Samoa Joe and Adam Cole of not having wrestled each other. Or right? even you, Samoa Joe and John Morrison. Like, I would have thought that they yeah. had been, you know, so yeah. You're well, right. they're so traveled, right? They've mm-hmm. been so many places and worked for so many different promotions and been okay with not being in the WWE machine for so long that you'd think somewhere they yeah. would have probably squared off and mm-hmm. some booker would have said, this is gold, yeah. right? But yeah, interesting. And then before right. we, before we sign off, I just want to say uh, to the to viewers, I don't know what's going on with my camera today. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so blurry, but uh, I'm going to get a new camera soon. So I apologize and I appreciate your patience. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. We're like we said on the last show. There's always something. So yeah. far, we have not had a show yet that has been completely smooth. Everything seems to work okay, but. We haven't quite nailed it yet, and we're working on it. We're finding the right combination to get the yeah, show out. Yeah, we're figuring it out. Every, every week it gets easier, so yeah. Yeah, no, we'll we'll have it. We promise we'll continue to do it until we uh, we get it all nailed down and even have some graphics and some stuff around us to make it a little more eye-appealing for people. But uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll keep everybody up to speed on what's happening with Sasha Banks and Naomi in WWE. Uh, obviously, watch Rampage. Uh, lots going on here this week in wrestling. We've got the uh, Double or Nothing right around the corner, and that should be very interesting. Um, and WWE's working towards Hell in a Cell, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, Norman, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, fun conversation, even if it's not necessarily the most fun topic to be talking about, but uh, it, it's an interesting story for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, guys, and we'll see you on the next edition of the Sportster Show. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 